together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14, from verse 5. In those days when an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat Paul and Barnabas and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra. There they preached the good news. Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet, who was crippled from birth, who had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand up on your feet, and he sprang up and walked. And when the crowds saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, These are the gods who have come down to us in the likeness of man. Dear friends, I would like us to look into this episode and we look at few things. When an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat Paul and Barnabas and to stone them, Paul and Barnabas, how do they react? When they realize that the people whom they have come to serve And to bring the good news to them, some of them, especially the rulers, are not happy with that. We are told that their lives were in danger, but they walk away, they flee, they go somewhere else. And so when they fled and they went to Lystra, they continued to preach the good news. And that is something that I think we can continue continue to learn in our own lives that we continue to do the good that we ought to do, not because everybody accepts it, but because we know it is the right thing to do. And Mother Teresa had that saying in her own life, that we do good even though people fight against it. And she believed that the the good that we do, we are not necessarily doing it for people, but we are doing it for the greater glory of God. And that is important in our lives. Because if we do things thinking that we are doing it for people, what will you do when people start to disappoint you? What will you do when people start to misunderstand that which you do? Or they do not appreciate the effort that you have done. And we've seen this in families where parents have done everything that they could for their children. And at the end of it all, parents feel that their children are ungrateful. But the same could also happen for for children who think that they've sacrificed the Lord to provide for their siblings or for their parents, and they feel that they are being abused and taken granted off. And so I think the the basic principle here that we are being taught by God, continue to do good, not because you want someone to appreciate it, not because you want someone to applaud it, but because you know it is the right thing to do. So we continue to do good because it is within our nature to do good. The second principle that I also find absolutely interesting, if we were to analyze the story of Paul and Barnabas, it is a a gift of companionship. While both of them were facing difficulties, 
they had a gift of each other to support each other in difficulties. And that is something of great value in our own lives, especially in our spiritual lives, to know that we are never alone, to have someone in your life, someone who understands what you are going through, someone who's interested in your well-being, and someone who wants you to be better, to be well again. And so we find both in Paul and in, and in Barnabas, the one who looks out for the other. And both of them have different gifts. We know that Paul is an orator. He speaks quite well, eloquently, frequently, and people love listening to what Paul has to say. And Barnabas is not much of a speaker, but Barnabas is more of a backbone, of an anchor, of a supporter, the one who always encourages Paul, the one who works at the background to allow Paul to be who he is. And we could learn a great deal from these two great men, these great missionaries. The one is able to support while the other one is a worker. And sometimes we need that. We need people who can stand with us by us, who will allow us to shine in our own lives. And it is these two who complement each other, who are allowed to manifest the glory of God amongst the people. The other thing that I also find absolutely interesting in the attitude that both Barnabas and Paul have is that when they are faced with this threat, and their lives are put in danger. They choose to walk away, to move to something else, to ask the Lord, where else can we go and manifest the word of God? This allows us to have human respect, to know that it is our duty to bring the good news, but at the same time, we cannot force the mercy and the love of God to other people. That we can preach with our hearts, with our lives, with our words when necessary, but above all, it is absolutely to an individual to choose to follow God and to follow Christ faithfully. And that must always be at the back of our minds, that we can preach and we must preach, but at the end of the day, we need to respect the other person to make a fundamental choice in their own lives. And so Paul walks away with Barnabas, and they go and they preach somewhere else. And there's something absolutely interesting also that we learn from here. Paul and Barnabas go to Lystra, to a new community. They do not allow the baggage or the burden of the past to influence the future. They do not allow the mistreating that they received and the threats that they received to affect the ministry that was at hand. They are able to walk away from those experiences and to meet these people as it were on a safer turf and to allow God to use and to work with them in their lives. And that is, an, that is something absolutely important. To ask for the gift and the grace, not to be prejudiced to someone else because of my past experiences 
with that person or with certain people, to allow someone to be treated with respect and to deal with them as if this is my first, my only, and the last time I am dealing with them. To allow God to be at the center of our ministry. The other principle that I also find absolutely interesting that we could learn from this exercise of Paul and Barnabas. As Paul was preaching, he noticed that among those who were listening to him, there was a man who was crippled from birth, unable to walk. But he could see in his eyes that this man had faith and he wanted someone to push him to draw life out of him. And that is something I value the most. And I think we need people like that. We need men and women who will see the goodness in us, who will see things that we don't see in ourselves, who will push us beyond what we could imagine, who will allow us to manifest the glory of God. And the world needs people like that. And Paul was able to see that in that man because Paul had lived with Barnabas. Go back to what the name Barnabas means, a son of encouragement. And so it must have rubbed off quite well in the life of Paul to start seeing goodness in other people. Look at the great transformation that has taken place. We know Paul as a soul who used to go seeking to destroy. Now he goes seeking to transform. And now he's able to look into this man and see the faith that longs, that says, I want to be well again. And Paul is able to bring about from within the man the ability to be healed. And quite a number of people in the world, they need someone who believes in them. They need someone who will tell them it's going to be okay. But they also need someone who's willing to journey with them. Who's willing to hold them by the hand and say, together we can do this. One day at a time, step by step, eventually we will get to where we ought to be in life. And that is where we find the whole gift of companionship. The one who believes in me, but the one who's able to journey with me in order for me to make my own journey. And this person is not doing it for me, but is doing it with me so that I can achieve it, achieve it on my own. And that's one of the greatest gifts that we find in Paul and in Barnabas. Now, the last point I want to talk about, when people saw all these great miracles that were taking place, they must have been astounded. They must have been wonderful, wowed by it. And so they start looking at this and they're like, wow, what is this? And they say the gods must have come down. And immediately the human nature is to try and to look at Paul and Barnabas as gods. And they want to say, these are the gods, we must praise them, we must do anything. But Paul teaches two great principles. The first one, when we do good, we don't do it in order to be praised by people. Secondly, when we do good, it is not us who's doing it. It is God working in and through us. 
And so Paul and Barnabas, they raise their hands and they say, like the psalmist says this morning, not to us, not to us, but to God give glory and praise. And I think that's what we need to learn in our lives. We need to practice this. Every time we do good, we must always remember it is God who's allowed us to do it. We are not doing it because we're better than the rest, but because we continue to listen to what God asks of us. But at the end of it all, like St. John, to God give glory, let God increase and let me decrease. May Almighty God bless and protect us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.